Welcome to Ye Can Do, a podcast about possibility. My name is Paula Thomas, and together with my co-host Bernie Kyo, we are on a mission every week to power new possibilities in our own lives and yours. Once a month, we'll be discussing a book that has helped us in a powerful way, and we'll share with you what we loved and learned from that author. So, if you'd like to learn how to yay can do your life, join us every month for our book review, and of course, every other week for our latest interviews and inspiration. So, Paula, today we are reviewing one of your favorite books, and that book is called The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. So as you were the one that selected the book for this month's book review on Ye Can Do, will you let me know and our audience know why you chose this book? I will, of course, Bernie. Yeah, I think I've said to you a few times over the years, Bernie, there's been a couple of times in my life where I feel like there's actually been like a mini miracle that has occurred. And I genuinely believe that it came from reading this book. So I know that's a big thing to say. And I don't say it lightly, but I'll give one immediate example, I suppose, because I think it is important to be practical about (laughs) how many things there are that can change your life. You know, at the end of the day, there's a million books out there. We've both read so many of them. But I read this one, I think, probably quite early in my, let's say, exploration of ways to live my best life. And you know, and and I picked it up and I used it very successfully. But then as often happens, actually, you know, I moved on, I forgot about it. But when I hit my, my lowest point financially in my life, when I was actually made redundant, like so many people, the recession of 2008, I really thought, you know what, I have been, you know, worrying about money for a long time in my life. And now my worst case scenario has unfolded. What is it going to take for me to radically 180 degrees change my life from a financial perspective? So I think I had a great deal of clarity, of course, (laughs) a lot of urgency. You know, I was living alone, uh, paying a huge mortgage. And I realized that I had been worrying about money a lot, especially my previous job hadn't been paying my salary on time. So definitely a lot of worry around the money situation. So I was like, oh my God, what I'm literally doing is imagining what's going to happen if I can't pay my bills. And I remembered this book, The Power of Your Subconscious Mind, and the whole idea that what you believe, which sometimes is what you worry about, of course, is a negative belief. That's actually what you experience in your reality. So I said, despite the current circumstances, I'm going to go back to that book and I'm going to trust it because actually at this point, I have nothing else to do. And I have nothing to lose. So I sat down, I will say religiously, and I use that word carefully (laughs) because I'm not a religious person, but I literally sat down, Bernie, every single day and I used the techniques in the book, which are very easy. And I won't say, you know, it happens um, without practice, as in you can't just say, oh, I'll do it quickly today or whatever. You do have to be disciplined about it. But I did sit down every single morning because, as I said, I had no other choice. And I affirmed wealth in a very intentional way. And I even defined it much more clearly than I ever had in the past. So 
not even, you know, getting myself back to the same level of income, which would have been a really good, let's say a high figure salary, which in Europe is, is, is excellent. I gave myself almost like a litmus test. I literally said, what would it take to know that something like a miracle had occurred in my financial life? So I said, if I doubled my income from what I would have earned in the job that I had just lost, that would feel like a miracle. And you were there. It took about six months for the miracle, but I did. I came out finally with this magnificent, wonderful income for a project that was of service to so many people, like truly was aligned with my goals and my skills. And you identified. So again, we were all kind of brought in alignment, but Mm. I really believe that was the power of my subconscious mind teaching me that I could believe I could earn so much more than ever before. And it worked. So Mm. you can tell why I love the book. Yes, 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 yes. I remember that time so vividly. And actually, when you mentioned that opportunity, which started so small, you know, such a small opportunity at the moment. But again, there was that sense that there could be something bigger there. Do you remember that? You said exactly those words, Bernie. This was was, um, just a a three month. Was it even a, a couple of weeks contract position for you that you were perfect for? Yeah. I remember saying to you, I have just a feeling if you go in and you knock this out of the park, that, <laughs> that is a much bigger opportunity for us both. Yes. And uh, and for the company, you know, that 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 I was still in. Yeah. And uh, and it turned out to be the case. So I, I just remember you having that clarity. Yeah. Of what, you know, the clarity of desire, you know, around I want to double my income and I want it to be easy in terms of payments and, you know, on time and all of that. There was a whole a whole list of affirmations. And so it, it really it really did work for you. I mean, you you really and this is a question, I suppose you do really attribute yes. that outcome to the work that you were doing as a result of reading this book. I, I 100% do. Mm. And clearly in this lifetime, I'll never be able to prove that. But what I have noticed is that income level has always continued. So it's quite bizarre. You win clients, you lose clients. But I remember another author like making the same point that's contained in this book, that it's almost like you have a set point about the big things in life. So I had a set point about what I believed I was worthy of in terms of a salary. And I managed to convince my subconscious mind, which we'll talk through, is not an easy Mm -hmm. thing to do. I managed to change that. And I'm lucky enough that I still have that income. It wasn't just a a one-hit wonder, a one project. So that's why I feel like something shifted at a level way beyond something profoundly did. Um, And again, like we all have times where actually suddenly it feels like, oh my God, it's impossible, or you do lose a big client. Like this particular one I'm referring to, we worked on together for seven years. And and as you remember, there were 10 different individuals on the client side in that seven years. (laughs) So it's quite (laughs) remarkable that we were the only people that were able to continue delivering extraordinary service And I make that point as well, I think very explicitly, Bernie, because, you know, what, you know, Joseph Murphy talks about is, you know, it is about being of service to other people as well. So, you know, it's not, I didn't sit down and and have an affirmation that I'm going to win the lottery. 
you know, there is uh, an idea. And as you said, I affirmed that it would be easy. I affirmed the specific goal, but I also affirmed that it would be immensely valuable to other people. Yes. And I think that's exactly where, you know, there's just this extraordinary thing for the greatest good of all concerned. So again, I didn't figure all of that out on my own. I figured it out from going back to the book and going, I have a crisis. My instinct is to panic (laughs) because financially I'm under pressure here. Mm. And if you think about the methodology, it's using your imagination and the power of suggestion to create a new possibility. And of course, we love the word possibility. Of course, perfectly yay can do. (laughs) It's a perfectly yay can do, you know. So I think it is in some ways counterintuitive when you're under pressure. And it can be financial pressure, of course. It can be health pressure. It can be, you know, professional pressure, for example, of feeling good enough in a role or applying for something. So I think we know there's lots of different ways where we have limiting beliefs. And I think Mm -hmm. there's very few books that actually specifically teach how do you change a limiting belief? And this was the one that did that for me. Yes. And and I think we're going to go into some of the details around that, some of the ideas, suggestions um, and and, and I suppose key concepts of of the book in a second. But just to, to circle back to something you said about that idea of being uh, of service of of generating i suppose wealth in a in a way where that was beneficial to the the most amount of people yeah. uh, i do distinctly remember at the time that we had this sense of we were happy to 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 be involved with this company on this contract in all of its iterations because what we delivered for them changed you know the types of services etc who 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 was leading you know um it was a bit of a dance between you yeah. being in there me then having to lead at certain times and and, and and different things but we had this sense that we wanted to add value and we were happy to be involved as long as we were the ones that could add the most value and that the point that that ended we were happy to 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 uh, you know when the strategy or I mean there was lots of, of changes of strategy but we knew like everything else that there was going to be an end we I don't think either of us imagined that would last seven years yeah. um uh, but we had this sense yes as long as we could be the the ones to add value we were happy to be there and the moment the client needed something else that we couldn't do we yeah. were happy to 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 um to move on and. Uh, and and it was a lovely parting as well. Yes. You know, it was yeah. it was uh, it was um, it was a healthy mm. parting. Yeah. So talk to me then, Paula, about the the key ideas from the beginning. And you know, because I had some reservations about the book, and I, I I and some of the premises in it, which I still do, but I opted to be very open minded. And I have learned, I think, as well, that in certain books that some language or ideas um, mightn't suit me. But that doesn't mean there's 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 not other ideas or, or suggestions in the book which aren't helpful. And so I I cultivated a, a kind of open mindset in terms of reading this. And I looked for um, what 
could potentially be helpful here to me, beneficial. I mean, mm. maybe what is not. Yeah. So, but for you, what were the the key ideas? You kind of can work yeah. back to almost the beginning of the book. What what grabbed yeah. you first? So I think, first of all, what I admire about the man um, who passed in 1981, um, just so everyone knows, like this book was published in 1963. It has Mm -hmm. certainly sold millions. It's quite iconic. But what I really loved, Bernie, is um, first of all, he's he's Irish, actually, um, Mm. quite unexpectedly from Ballydehob, County Cork. Um, And he was brought up in the Catholic tradition, as so many people are. But he had a much bigger perspective, I think, in that he did travel the world. Um, He studied both science and spirituality. He became a pharmacist. He went to India. So he, like you've just said, was very open minded. Mm. And I think particularly at that moment in time, if you think about perhaps the 50s and 60s, there was a lot of, I think, preaching about hell and damnation. And what Joseph Murphy decided was actually that's not the way to, first of all, inspire any human being. So he actually created his own church, which could make him completely crazy. I mean, I think we all know that that's <laughs> a difficult thing to I pull somehow off. missed that point in <laughs> research. <laughs> Obviously, it wasn't very thorough, really. Yes, but yep. also, okay. Bernie, he had a daily radio show with millions of listeners. Yeah, that I did know, yeah. So so definitely, I think what, what impresses me is... Whether you like the language or not, and it's definitely very dated language, I think he has something that connects on a very human level. And it's quite simple, actually, to me, because what he explains is that we have the conscious mind that we all know, that we all, I'm going to say trust, because I think particularly in Western society, it's probably the only aspect of mind that we we actively are aware of and pay attention to. But what he explains is there is a whole other level and all of the power is in your subconscious mind and your subconscious mind follows the instructions of your conscious mind. So if you're worrying about something, you're actually giving your subconscious minds instructions to probably perpetuate the situation as I did when I worried myself into redundancy. And I genuinely believe I did that as well as finding the way out, thank goodness. But the fact that your subconscious mind follows the instructions that you give it from your conscious mind means we have an element of control as to what's possible. So if you can actually allow your conscious mind to be easy, and that's a really big message from him, there is an opportunity to have an effortless way to imagine a new possibility like a wonderful experience of, be it health, be it wealth, be it a happy relationship, it actually applies in all areas of life and it can feel beautifully easy. So for me, that's probably the first idea that I don't always have to be, you know, the Paula that's out there who's super ambitious and, you know, working hard and hustling and all of the really, really tough work like the magical results I've experienced from time to time, and it wasn't even just a one-off, they've all occurred when I used both my conscious mind, of course, but also my subconscious mind. So I think there's an awful lot of people have never considered that idea. And if it's more powerful than your conscious mind, why would you not use it? Hmm. 
And yeah, I'm thinking about what you're saying and it really kind of resonates with me in terms of, I suppose, how I'm trying to live my life now. And that is very much in the flow. Yeah. Easy does it. Yeah. Let go rather than hustling, bustling, trying to control, trying to, you know, I've given up the illusion of control, you know? <laughs> and, yeah. and so, and it just feels a much nicer way to be. Yeah. And it definitely links me to a sense of abundance and possibility. Yeah. Because what I've realized is I have a pretty vivid imagination, <laughs> but yes. you know, it's not my imagination is no way capable of conjuring up the the things that can happen and the possibilities in my life, you know? Yeah. And, and when I kind of, I kind of equate this to get stepping off the driving, you know, getting, getting down off the the driver's seat in the bus or, or whatever, and just get into the flow. It feels, it does feel easy, Paula. It does feel easy. And I know that might sound a bit out there or crazy, but it really does work for me, you know, and it does tie into the notion, though, of having this sense of belief and faith that things will work out, that all I was going to say all will be well, but it's not that for me because, you know, I believe that there's inevitably a certain amount of suffering and and and. Uh, pain and in in life and that's okay because that's just life and uh, but that if we can relax and take it easy great things can happen Uh, it does require though action you know it's almost a philosophy but you still have to show up and, and 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 take action or steps towards the things that you want to make them and make happen mm. oh for but sure it's it's yes. it's not in that kind of coercive mm. you know it, it's less about controlling the income mm. i'm sorry the outcome yeah but but taking the steps in the direction that you think you know you'd like to go does that make sense it absolutely does. And clearly our, our entire brand name and ethos includes that critical element. Mm. So, you know, back, you know, in, in 2008, when all of this happened for me, the first time, the example I've given when I got up from this, you know, let's say 10, 15 minutes every morning of stillness and imagination, I did go and make those extra phone calls. And it, what I, what I, what was amusing to me really, again, I've looked back on it so many times with with wonder. It wasn't the phone calls I made that created the opportunity. It was the phone call you made to me. But at the same time, the phone calls I made were me showing the universe that I was willing to take action. Mm. So I think that's the important thing. I didn't have the answer. You actually had the answer. But the divine energy was no longer an energy of desperation and hustling and cold calling. It was, how can I be of service to somebody? Let me try. Let me make that phone call. So it is the energetic context that really shifted for me. Yes, that's that's a very good point. Because I'm trying to remember back to that time, because obviously 
I had not read this book and I was not thinking in this way at the time. Correct. And yet we both ended up on this fabulous adventure and with this great opportunity and, and creating it together and, and with the, and putting together a great team and so forth and having great clients. Mm. But so I'm trying to say, well, what was going on for me, you know, at, at the same time. And I just remember a really loving that client at the time. Yeah. Yes. Um, And because they had a great team and they were doing great things in the market. Shout out to O2, (laughs) the former O2 team. Yes. And uh, yeah, loved, loved the people involved. They're very talented, very passionate. So, so it was a client that you kind of were eager to work with and they were doing something really novel in the marketplace as regards loyalty, which is, you know, it started you off in your career of loyalty. And uh, so there was that, then there was this feeling of, wow, I want to work with you, Mm. you know, and this sense of um, knowing and the belief that you were exactly the right person for this and I had to convince you on this because it was a contract and you just come out with the first class honors in your MBA and from (laughs) Smurfit a business school and uh, the world was your oyster but thankfully you know you were (laughs) you needed a bit of cash I did and I would say look it's worth worth trying just for a few weeks you know (laughs) totally and she's very good at negotiating a good daily rate folks and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, um, so that sense of kind of be great to work together, but also the trust, because we had to operate on trust. Yeah. And, and and do you remember me saying to you, this could be something bigger? I remember those exact words. Yes, Like exactly. at the moment, I know where I was when you said that. Yeah. Like it was yeah. that dramatic to me. And yes. you're absolutely right. I accepted that project First of all, with the condition that it was four days a week because I needed the fifth day to actually go and find this incredible opportunity that I thought was somewhere else. So I put a limitation on on you and the clients so that I wasn't full-time committed. But Mm. you're right. I was still financially struggling, suffering just at the end of my savings, actually, when I think it was actually 2010 by the time all of this happened with, you know, the whole cycle of events. Yes. Um, so I remember and you, do, you, you were doing the master's as well. And I was studying my mm. MBA. Exactly. Yeah. So I was kind of allowing that time. But actually, I wanted to go back to, you know, where where you were and how it um, it brought you such such blessings as well. So uh, clearly, again, I don't know the answer. We wouldn't have been having these conversations at the time. But actually, one of my guests, as you know, coming up um, next week is a gentleman who explained something to me, which I think is relevant at this point. His name is Michael Neal. He's a wonderful coach. And he has taught me that there are two ways. And again, I don't know what um, where this kind of thinking comes from, but it definitely landed for me. He said there's the way of the warrior, which is really to go out. It's probably the Western way to go out and make things happen because we're human beings and we have powerful physical presence and capacity. And we know that there are results from hustling. But he said there's also the path of surrender and love. And that's where I became open to that. So so what I'm thinking and suggesting perhaps is maybe at that time you were very much in, you know, the path of surrender and love. And what I believe happens when we use our subconscious mind is we tap into the universal subconscious mind, which then knows that I have skills I didn't know about. You have a client that you really want to do well by, and the client is desperate for a solution. 
and the subconscious mind, the universal subconscious mind, connected those three dots and it was magical. Mm. So again, I just, I can't speak highly enough about this book because I genuinely believe what it even does as well, Bernie, for me is it takes away a bit of the mysticism that can sometimes come with ideas like meditation, for example, because a lot of people get very alienated. They they try to meditate and therefore they're in a struggle. Whereas the essence of your subconscious mind is ease, stillness, and imagination. So if you can tap into the opposite, like all of those things, you're not trying to do anything. You're literally, I suppose, allowing yourself to surrender to a place of safety and trust and possibility. And then thinking and reflecting of the end result of what you're trying to achieve. And one really good example, you know, when I think about, you know, other times and other people, let's say with financial struggle, it is counterintuitive to, for example, try and use affirmations to say, you know, I'm a millionaire or something that feels specifically impossible. Like it's too big. Your subconscious mind is, is going to reject it because your conscious mind is rejecting it. But actually what Joseph Murphy talks about is, you know, being congratulated, for example, on maybe winning a new project or on reaching, you know, maybe getting your deposit for your house. But imagining that end result allows you to dwell in the energy of the joy of feeling wealthy or feeling abundant or just feeling well off. So whatever it is you're choosing to attract into your life, first of all, you can't reject it outrightly because then you're just kind of getting yourself into a, into a spin. But once you choose what you're planning to focus on, then it's just to do it as easily as possible on a frequent basis. So a few times a day in a loving energetic state, and then, as you said, yeah, you can do get up off your ass and go and do something about it, you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, for me, what, what I what I really liked about that and to build build on your point is essentially what he's talking about in, in the book is, well, there was a couple of things I liked. The first thing is he talks about the, the conscious and the subconscious mind, but he also says to use whatever words work for you. You yeah, know, yeah. so for for someone that is religious, that might be God or Allah or, you know, or yeah, whoever, yeah. Uh, Buddha. And I haven't been exhausted there naming all the gods. <laughs> and uh, for someone who's agnostic like me, um, it might be a higher power or a higher self. And, you know, and, and in, in terms of the recovery program that I work, you know, I've been immersed in this kind of language and trying to find my what what works for me around all of that um, for for uh, for a number of years. So creative intelligence, some people it's for nature, you know, so it's kind of just tapping into that sense of what what kind of works for you and then you know essentially what he's talking about is the power of affirmation positive affirmation Mm. and using your conscious mind to choose to say life-affirming positive things to your subconscious mind so that it kind of integrates it and you know then then it can almost act on it in a way and what struck me is that he also said you don't have to believe this yes and I you know I found recovery um 
trialing out something that I did not believe would work for me because everything I had done to that point to moderate my food and uh, to you know rib myself of my uh, obsession with food etc had not worked so you know I went in there uh, in, in, into you know a 12-step program essentially um to as a last chance saloon and and I didn't believe it would work but I took the action and it did. So, and I like the way that he says, you do not have to believe this, but you have to tell yourself that, you know, that it could work. And, and, and so, and I think that, that, that rings true for me, even in relation to affirmations, because I know Paula, that you've loved affirmations for a long time, but I came to it later and, um, and uh, but they really, really work for me and they work for me because, A, I choose ones that really resonate with me. Um, and B, uh, you know, I, I affirm them almost daily, if not daily. And it just overwrites any other script that I have going on. You know, the, the, the repetition, the, the positive nature of the affirmation, it inherently makes me feel better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so I love that. And 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 you've talked about vis- visualization there as well, mentally imagining yeah. how that would feel like. I mean, that's a lovely way to live, isn't it? It's a beautiful way to live. But also what I find is it becomes, or let's say it has the possibility to become your dominant way of thinking. Like I just want to even acknowledge when we came on today's call, the very first thing I said is, how are you? And the very first thing you said is, I'm extremely well. And I had this conversation. I learned that from you, Paula. (laughs) And I was challenging. I I am extremely well, by the way, but I was challenging. I knew that would make you happy. (laughs) It made me so happy. So there you go. You made you happy. You made me happy. And, you know, there is this default again in so many of our countries and cultures where somebody says, how are you? And we say, we're not too bad. And it's incredible because somebody really taught that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, totally. But I remember changing that because somebody highlighted how negative it was. And I was like, okay, that's something I can actually do, um, you know, for the rest of my life. And I honestly, I was 20 something when I made that decision. The amount of people who've commented on it over the years is quite hilarious. Mm. So yeah, well done you on uh, being extremely well today. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I feel extremely grateful. (laughs) Yeah. But I love the concept as well that he talks about. And, and this is is really rings true to me is um, he talks about the treasure house within you, you yeah. know, and, and, and leveraging the power of that. So he said uh, many people are closed off to their own potential because they do not know about the storehouse of infinite intelligence and boundless love within themselves. And whatever you want, you can draw forth. and. You know, and I, I just, you know, I, I'm not really into th- this is where the, the book it's, at times disturbs me just he, because he brings quite spiritual concepts in, in terms of life affirming, beautiful way to live. That's that's quite spiritual and yeah. that really resonates with me. And then other times and it kind of starts off the book this way, um, but it does pop up now and again, almost like, you know, whatever you want, you can draw it forth and all the success you want, all the the actually let me give an example of that um 
that I have here. Um, you know, why does why is one person sad and another person happy? Why does one person have a beautiful, luxurious home while another lives out a meagre existence in a slum? Why is one person healed of a so-called incurable disease and another isn't? Now, that makes me profoundly uncomfortable um, because in one sense, it's quite... Uh, acquisition mode you know you were saying I didn't specifically wish to win the lotto you know I wanted to you know to to double my income I wanted to feel a certain way around money and 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 you know and and you know so so and to attribute because I affirm to my subconscious every day um certain things that that's why I I end up in a beautiful luxurious home but it also explains because someone's not doing that, why they live in a slum. No, you know, that I, I reject twofold because that can be the chance of birth. You know, we're not all born into equal circumstances. And while many people can use affirmation, um, positive thinking, uh, visualization, et cetera. And we have many examples of successful people doing just that and ending up very successful in their field and well-known, et cetera. Mm, yeah. um, it's not open to everybody, you know, and uh, and the I suppose the, the chance of birth also can explain how some people cannot change their circumstances, but it doesn't mean that they're, you know, that they cannot know a life of, meaning and happiness and even in difficult circumstances by deploying some of the ideas in this book, you know? Hmm. Yeah. And I would definitely acknowledge that I have been blessed with incredible health my whole life. So I have never had a health crisis where I have required, you know, resorting to tools like this um, as a way to cope psychologically or to to try self-healing. So I really do... I feel that that must be very difficult. And I've, you know, I've read a couple of people from time to time, you know, if if you are suffering um, from a really like life-threatening disease, for example, these ideas can feel like you're almost being blamed for exactly. creating your illness. So, so I don't know how to answer that, how to reconcile it. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we just have to acknowledge that no one has all the answers yeah. Um, and that clearly but nobody's have, ever lived forever either. So there's absolutely yeah, no exactly. way. <laughs> you have to acknowledge that, you know, as yeah. I said, suffering, pain and death are real. Yeah. yeah. So there's no way to escape that irrespective of, you know, uh, uh, living a life using powerful affirmations or um, yeah. visualization or et cetera. But, but what he does say, and this is what I do love, and, and this is open to all of us, sorry, on the, the health the health issue and 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 mm. disease, et cetera. Like he does include some some in the book, some lovely examples of, I suppose, almost prayers that he wrote in certain circumstances to try and heal himself or, you know, yeah. to wish a, to wish a a mm. loved one well. And they are beautiful. Uh, affirmations or prayers, whichever yeah. way you want to, you know, uh, or poems. And and I have no doubt that using them um, mm. for a loved one or for yourself would help you feel better yes. in the moment, you know, yeah. Yeah. and uh, irrespective of whether they can actually ultimately provide yeah. a miraculous cure or or healing you know but what i love he says here there's a quote that i that i noted you know within your subconscious depths lies infinite wisdom infinite power an infinite supply of all that is necessary it is waiting for you to give it development and expression and provided that you are open-minded 
and receptive. The infinite intelligence within your subconscious can reveal everything you need to know at every moment of time and point of space. You can receive new thoughts and ideas, bring forth new inventions, make new discoveries, create new works of art. The infinite intelligence in your subconscious can give you access to wonderful new kinds of knowledge. Let it reveal to you and it will open up the way to perfect expression and true place in your life. Now, I love that. And I think that's what the power of meditation and being present in the moment and being still and going back into that treasure house you mentioned that resides within us. That's that's what yeah. is, being, is, on, is on offer here. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And again, to, to, to quote Michael Neal, his teaching was do less. And again, to somebody like me, who is, you know, the hustler. Oh, and whatever, I love this guy already. <laughs> he, honestly, but, but I was also shocked because, you know, this was the first guy that I'd come across who had said, no, you don't need to meditate. You just need to do less. So it is about surrender and being present. And to your point about the power of your subconscious mind, all of the answers are there. So it's a case of, am I choosing to still my mind long enough with its limited knowledge to allow us to access Mm. the extraordinary reservoirs that are just waiting to be expressed? Mm. So Mm. I don't think the Western world, certainly the culture I grew up in, values stillness Mm. and that idea of potentiality that you need almost to be in a space of nothingness in order for a new idea to pop up, for a new phone call to come in. So the stillness piece is what I really think so many of us are missing in our lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why I tried to get up now earlier, yeah. early in the morning to give myself um, the time to do my affirmations I do like prayers as well as I said I'm agnostic but I find some prayers like the serenity prayer wonderful and I've come across other prayers that I I love and so these are all things that speak to my soul and and then creating that space just I mean even for five minutes to just as I say like beautiful sunrise this morning sit on the deck cup of coffee being present to the moment it it doesn't take hours I mean for sure I I hope to experience what it might be like one day to be able to do it for more than five minutes (laughs) yeah Um, and and sometimes it's it's even just creating the pause you know um yeah the pause even just going somewhere finding a corner somewhere and sitting down for five minutes some people describe it even in an office busy office just going to the the bathroom and you know and just sitting on the lid of the toilet and and just taking that pause and and connecting, you know, so it is open to us and it just brings us into a different plane of existence, I I think. And and that's rich with possibility um, that that we aren't necessarily able to access in the busyness of a moment or or a problem, you know. And he says, um, Joseph Murphy describes you know, try to say, think of the mind as a garden. The conscious mind is planting seeds all day in our subconscious mind. But we're, we're, we're unaware that we're doing this. So if we can imagine the subconscious mind as a rich soil yeah. that will help all kinds of seeds to sprout and flourish, but whether they be good or bad. 
Yeah. So for planting, you know, thorns, you know, <laughs> we won't be gathering grapes if we, you know, if you plant yeah. thistles yeah. in your mind, you won't harvest figs, you know. Yeah. So he says, you know, begin now to sow thoughts of peace, happiness, yeah. right action, goodwill and prosperity. And, you know, think quietly and with conviction on these qualities, mm. accept them fully in your conscious reasoning mind continue to plant these seeds and you will reap a glorious harvest. Now, I want to believe this, Paula. I'm willing totally. to try this. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> better than uh, fretting and worrying and, yeah. and you know, and, and, and living in a state of fear about what might never even come to pass, you know? So, uh, so yeah. this is the aspect of the book, the treasure within this book, I think that I, that really, really yeah. resonated. And, and, and he says, um, that, you know, the majority of people, and this is what we're speaking to. And like, we've been that person and we are, and you know, yeah. many, many hours of the day. I am that person, you know, we're intensely involved with the world without, you know, we're focused on the external world, trying to influence, trying to interact, trying to control it, you know. And he says, those who are more enlightened are intensely involved with the world within. They realize that the world within creates the world without, your thoughts, feelings and visualized imagery are the organizing principles of your experience. And this is really true for me in terms of my own personal experience, where I would say my perspective on something creates the reality of that something Yeah, for me. And my whole world can change um, with a change of perspective. And, and in... Um, the, the 12 step world um they talk about you know once you're recovered and and working and living in a more spiritual way you know that they it promises you know a life beyond your wildest dreams mm. and initially for me I was like I mean I was never been this but jokingly <laughs> you know great you know uh, yeah uh, super yacht <laughs> you know global record you know global success whatever totally you know um mansion um fabulous yeah. and uh and I, you know I'm joking or because some of those stuff just don't mean anything to me but but um but success and you know whatever yes and uh, and actually what has come to pass is is being content and appreciative of the the very life that I have beforehand which I yeah. have still yeah um, and uh, but loving that life and having harmonious relationships within it and being open to new experiences and learning and so you know it's 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 a life beyond my wildest dreams but it's the same life and that's that's yeah. beautiful to me that is absolutely beautiful because when I think about the times that I might have seen you, you know, let's say unhappy with how things are going, for example, whether it's work or or something, you know, something else going on, you know, if 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 we had talked about the possibility of you, you know, having this wonderful show, for example, us together, being able to go sailing, playing hockey, having mm. all of the time, and even your upcoming um, wonderful speaking event, which I wanted to touch on. Um, so for all of you listening, Bernie has been invited to speak at an extraordinary event in the UK, uh, sorry, pardon me, in the US. Um, I don't know the audience size, Bernie, maybe you don't either, but it, I wanted it's to- It's hard to predict this year with, with COVID, you know, and, and the opening yeah. up, but 
there should yeah. be a couple of thousand people at it. Not that yeah. I'd be speaking to a couple of thousand people. This is the All Tech One conference yeah. in Kentucky. Woo-hoo. Yeah, but yeah. Is, isn't that living a life of your, you know, beyond your wildest dreams is to be invited as an international speaker to go off and share your deeply held beliefs with an attentive audience speaking on things that are deeply important to you um, in a professional way. Like that's yeah. unbelievable. What yeah, you've created. It is. I yeah. could never have imagined that. Yeah. And it's the scariest thing I'm probably going to do in a long time. <laughs> but I'm really looking forward to it. And it also though speaks to, you know, wonderful people coming into your life that make that opportunity yes. available to you, you know. Totally. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And maybe because you've manifested in a, and started showing up in the universe in a different way, you know. So um uh, like setting up my own business and and, and all yeah. of that. So um, yeah, there's there's different pieces that come together, isn't it? About people in your life and yeah. Uh, yeah. and experiences and opportunities that and that's what I love about life is and I you know like anyone I have my damn moments and uh, my dark days and although I feel um, that I have now the tools to manage those much better. Um, um, And also I've created the space to allow for those days and rather than trying to flee those. One of the reasons that I wanted us to to review this particular book when you got that speaking engagement was because, again, I used the power of my subconscious mind, you know, the very first time was actually for a speaking engagement. I was utterly terrified, 120 people coming and I was presenting material. I was 30 something years of age and I had this book, thank God. And I literally went to sleep every night uh, with this wonderful um, imagining being congratulated on my speech. And that's exactly what I did. And I can still tell you, Bernie, it was probably the best speaking I have ever done even though the material wasn't my own and not something I was passionate about. It was explaining a business concept of somebody else's. But, you know, with you having this extraordinary speaking opportunity coming up, I was like, well, Bernie will, I know, knock this out of the park in terms of your heart and your preparation and your work. So all you need is a little bit of divine support to to support you emotionally, to give you the confidence that you are there to be of service. And to have the underlying belief that you are there for a reason and that you can deliver the most powerful speech of your life. So at least now you have the opportunity to program your subconscious mind to do exactly that. So yes, uh, no pressure. <laughs> I was going to say sorry. But no, 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 no pressure. <laughs> but but at the same time, actually, I was surprised when we were talking before we actually started recording on the podcast that you yes. said one of the reasons that yes. you wanted to read this book was to offer me that gift. Yeah. Uh, you know, because I had time to to do yeah. that and to work on that, and uh, which shows how incredibly generous you are as a friend. And and I'm delighted, and I will. I will, you know, use this uh, yeah. um, uh, to 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 be of service, essentially, and to uh, yeah. um, to the audience there, and you know that they might take away something something useful. Yeah, as I'm talking about important topics such as culture and the great reengagement after COVID, and you know they're they're important because 
it's not easy for a lot of people going back to work, you know, and uh, um, yeah, so um, so in that way, it's going to be immediately applicable and very, very, very useful in 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 my life. And Paula, was there anything else in the book that um, that resonated with you? Other key concepts, or or even how it relates to specific things like success or a partner or yeah, you know. Uh, well, I do think it's important to 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 also be you know very honest that I did try it in my personal life. Um, with with no effect, I didn't manifest or you know create the miracle of you know thankfully my my now very happy marriage using this book, even though within it he talks about a seventy five year old woman, for example, who was very lonely and she used the tools and techniques to attract a partner, in fact a husband, into her own life. So that possibility, I believe, is there. I, I don't know why, you know, when I did try that, perhaps I wasn't open to the, you know, perhaps I really didn't believe I was I was worthy or who knows all of the psychoanalysis behind, you know, why it took me a lot longer to create that result. And I use different tools and techniques as well. So, um, yeah, it, there, there's no such thing as a magic wand. I, I definitely think that's important. Um, but at the same time, you know, when you do have something that you want to change in your life, um, I think this is just an extraordinary tool to be able, and because, as you said earlier, Bernie, it feels beautiful. It feels easy and loving, and it's it's just less striving, more trusting. And actually, what I've loved my my kind of final point, you know, when I was reflecting and rereading this again after so many years, they do say that if you want to learn something, you should teach it. So I have loved the need to go back and you know, really pay attention to the deep words um, that Joseph Murphy has put together in this book, because again, I'm very familiar with them now in so many ways, but uh, it's been an absolute joy to go back and say, is that still true for me? You know, have I applied this every time? I'm, you know, working with it again now, it's been, it's been absolutely wonderful. So, um, so yeah, I think my kind of closing thing was for me, I have loved the idea of if I need to articulate this, even just to Bernie, if there was nobody else listening, it's been a magnificent opportunity to go back and, and question again with more years and hopefully more wisdom <laughs> mm. in my life, whether it still feels true. And it's 20 years since I first read this book. And I can tell you, it still feels true. Absolutely. And I think it's important, Paula, just a point that I that is true for me, whether or not you know, you want to believe in the power of all this positive affirmation and, you know, planting these positive seeds in your subconscious and that, you know, kind of manifesting what you need in life and, you know, to, 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 and, and that will beautifully unfold. Whether or not you believe that, one thing I do believe is the power of negative thinking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think we covered this with Susan Jeffers, even when, you know, she was saying when you tell yourself, you know, the physical example she would make her students do in the class, you know, yeah, uh, I am weak and holding out your arm and you, you'd you literally, be, you know, if you program that in and I remember I, I, you know, I got COVID a couple of weeks ago and then you know, I was uh, in isolation for a while. Um, and then just as I was coming out of that, there was a coaching session. And it was way windier than I'm comfortable with. And, you know, I was thinking, 
you know, I'm too weak for this. Now I genuinely was, but I also was alert to the fact that, that, yeah. you know, with my yeah. mind telling me that as well, that if I ventured out in my laser, <laughs> that it was going to be disastrous. And, uh, and so I just kind of used that information to go, you're going to go in the powerboat <laughs> from the safety Good idea. You'll totally. watch the session unfold and hopefully learn a few things. Um, but, but I do believe that constant negative thinking and, uh, you know, affirming to myself, um, uh, you know, maybe, mm. maybe stuff that you've learned over the years or that that negative self-talk, self-loathing, yeah. you, you won't be able to do this. You're, you know, you're always yeah. um, undisciplined or you're always lazy, you're always procrastinating, you know, all of that stuff or whatever mm. it is that happens mm. to, to be true for each of us because you yeah. know, we all have to combat a certain amount of it. Um, that is devastatingly powerful and hence you know, the need, I think, to proactively um, counter that with with something more loving and, and, and positive, you know. And, and do you agree or what's your thought on that? I fundamentally do, Bernie. Um, I remember somebody once commenting that you can't think two different thoughts at the same time, which is perfectly obvious, but I really found it a wonderful you know, simple way to remind myself that actually, if I'm thinking something negative, actually, I have the choice to change it to something positive because I can't do both. So as we've talked about before in this show, there is an opportunity to choose a different one. And I was actually going to end with um, just a favorite, I'll call it prayer rather than affirmation, because we've talked about affirmations, but this is one at some point in the future, we might uh, talk about in a more detailed way. I'd love to get the author on the show. But somebody um, taught me this and it's called a Ho'oponopono. So it's a really weird name. It's apparently a part of Hawaiian tradition, but it's a wonderful mantra that I have used or prayer when I have had negative thinking. So let me just give it to you. It's four short sentences. So I really use this. I even used it just a few days ago because I wasn't sleeping for a work thing that was bothering me. But I'll just give you this Ho'oponopono. It's just saying... I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. And repeating it again and again and again. And what I have found is that that is one way I can displace whatever negative thinking is going on in my mind because I can easily rationalize it and justify it and it will pop back up again. But at least if I go, oh yeah, what's that funny prayer I learned again from Hawaii? Oh yeah, yeah. I'll go and do that instead. <laughs> So there you go. That's my closing words of wisdom for today. Uh, well, you know, I'm a terrible sleeper and uh, Joseph himself talks about a whole nighttime affirmation, etc. And I, I was actually thinking that, yeah, you know, I'm going to try that. I'm desperate at this stage, you know, wow. so that yeah. actually I'm going to create a whole, I mean, not necessarily a long, but a nighttime affirmation yes. and, and prayer list. And, and I, I, I will try your poem from Hawaii um, and think of myself flows floating on a surfboard um, without any sharks underneath. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that will work for me. Yeah. That's great. Thank you so much, Paula. It's been great to talk about this book and I'm really glad that you made me read it. 
Okay, well, it's your choice next. So we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks. But I guess for now, for anybody listening, in case you didn't get the full title, and of course, we'll link to it in the show notes. But the book we're talking about today is The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. The author is Joseph Murphy. And with that, I guess the only other thing from my side to say is, you know, tune in next week. I have Mr. Michael Neal that I've referred to a couple of times already is joining me for a solo show. And what about you, Bernie? What's your kind of final thoughts? Keep on affirming, folks. Yeah, you can do. 